Hey everybody, we want to welcome you to the Real Estate Podcast. I'm Byron Elliott, your host, and I'm just so glad you joined us today. Uh, we're excited to have you today because we're going to have a really exciting conversation. Um, as you know, part of our mission is to cover topics relating to faith and family and finance. Uh, and especially in times like we're all experiencing together, like a pandemic, uh, we've all been impacted one way or the other. And we've had to find ways to innovate, find ways to move beyond what we thought our current capacity could have been, what we thought we could do. We've had to all find ways to make the adjustment. And so today's topic is going to talk a little bit about that, um, how you can do what you must do to make a difference, even in your own life, and then you'll see things happening uh, that impact others. I'm excited. I'm really excited today because uh, my guest today has come all the way from my house. Uh, and the beautiful part about it is I know her pretty well, but I want to share her with you today. Um, she's one of the realest you'll ever meet. One of the realest, realest you'll ever meet. And I want to introduce you today to my beautiful, lovely wife, uh, Letitia Elliott. Welcome. Thank you. I feel so welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> You're always welcome on the realest state. Uh, because you're 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 one of the realists that I've ever known. Uh, you you're a person I know to be um, very brave, person I know to be very resilient, person I know to be willing to try all kinds of things. And the reason I asked you to be on the show today is because um, a few months ago you made a big announcement. Now um, you want to talk to me a little bit about what was going on a few months ago and how that transition happened, what we announced a few months ago and where you are now? Yes. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for having me on The Realist State. It's been a pleasure watching this journey unfold. And like you said, about maybe about four or five months ago now, it's been quite a while, we made a big announcement that I would be leaving the world of education proper taking the big leap of faith and stepping out into the unknown. Um, it's what we were called to do when God called us to the South from the North. And um, the manifestation of that happened to be during this time. Um, so I was in education for 20 years, a good 20 years, elementary education from teaching assistant to classroom teacher to instructional coach to building administrator. And the Lord had been speaking to us along the way, saying, step out on faith. There's more to be done. And then you, of course, have always been the encouraging one to say, you know, if you want to do this, hey, you know, if we did that, um, it'll be okay. God's got us. And so we took that leap of faith. We stepped out into entrepreneurship. We stepped out into family-oriented business structures and um, we haven't looked back and the journey of course uncertain is not unsure and so I'm enjoying it and you know thankful for this opportunity to have this conversation that was deep what you just said <laughs> she said uncertain does not mean the same thing as unsure right that means you don't have to have it all figured out before you figure out the fact that it's time to do something. Yes. You don't have to have all the details in place uh, before it's time to move forward. 
that's that's pretty inspiring yeah um, I am excited to be in this journey with you and partnered up with you in this walk of faith um, truth of the matter is the real estate even this podcast is an outgrowth of our company that we launched uh, during this time we're about a year old now but we really intensified during uh, some of the lockdowns and all of the uh, changes of the pandemic and what we're doing as water walkers is literally walking on water um, and we've got a little slogan we like to say we're doing the impossible because, because we, we can, can. <laughs> simple as that right yeah. so um, tell me then how has the experience been for you um, I mean we talk big talk and I hear people talking about the wonderful as a matter of fact the one of the coolest parts about this pandemic is that people are taking steps and taking leaps and businesses are uh, starting and folks are doing what they've got to do but uh, take away all the bells and the whistles take away all the frills and the fluff mm -hmm. and talk to me about what's going through your mind and what is the experience of leaving such a long-standing career mm -hmm. an institutional job where everybody loves you um, and even to this day last time I checked most folks would be okay if you wanted to go knock on that door again. But what's going through your mind? What's going on in you as you're making the choice to leave the stability of a W-2 income? Yes, that is the question of the year because um, first and foremost, I'll say, as just as a disclaimer, there is no doubt in my mind that God led me this way. And so, anything that I would speak of that might seem, you know, negative or uncertain is not um, coming from a place of fear as far as my faith is concerned. However, as a reality, as a person who lives from day to day, and we know that there are needs and there are wants and there are things that we have to prepare for, whether it's materially, etc., you name it, it, it can be very daunting. And so, of course, um, once I made that decision and said, hey, I'm literally going to do this. You said, okay. God said, okay. First and foremost, we had the blessing of our loved ones, people that we know care about our health and well-being. Um, of course, as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, there are moments of doubt that have crept in. There have been days of just, wow, did I make the right decision? Um, fear of missing out, fear of having, you know, the acknowledgement of being someone in the community that's making a difference in the lives of not just children, but adults. And, um, and God had to literally sit me down and say, hold up. First of all, it's not about you. Second of all, you can make this impact in so many other ways, in so many different ways. And so I chose to acknowledge and embrace those human feelings. You know, I went through periods of, you know, sleeping late, trying to find my rhythm, you know, just doing things, not realizing even how tired I was, how exhausted I was, and even how I had to unprogram myself from certain things, ways of thinking, ways of being. And so the journey, I wouldn't change anything for it. 
Um, it, it's, it hasn't been easy, but it has been joyous. It has been joyful and it's definitely rewarding. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, <laughs> the truth is I've been hoping that God would give us a way to uh, work together and to kind of carve our own path yes. without being robbed from each other for the biggest block of the day every single day yes. and I you know the way I look at it you know more power to everyone who has to hold down that that nine to five you know mm -hmm. more power to you um, because I mean that's often the best way forward for a lot of folks um, but what I've come to realize is that the time that you're devoting to an employer is time that you cannot possibly be de devoting to your family. Yeah. Uh, and it's time that you can't possibly be devoting to yourself. Uh, and it's time that you absolutely positively are going to have trouble devoting to God. Right. And so um, the difference between you at work in some institution all day, every day, and then the difference between you using your gifts and your power of presence and um, your power of influence directly to be a blessing to your own household mm -hmm. uh, and even coming even closer in partnership uh, in terms of ministry with me. Um, I mean, that that may not be able to be easily seen from the outside, right. but I know that the impact is really, really felt in a strong way on the inside. Thank you. Listen, and I felt that impact. I felt the difference from, like you said, in, in, in education, and a shout out to all of my educators from classroom teachers to uh, administrators to directors to superintendents, the work is never done and it can sometimes be a thankless job. You may think that you're going to work from 8.15 to 3.45 or 7.30 to 3.05, but the work is never done. And what I realized is that I was missing out on my family. I miss, I, I had to relearn my family. I had to learn, oh, my children go to bed at this certain time, or they do these certain things during the day when I'm not here, or during, the, during those hours when I'm not there, if there's an assembly, or if there's some meeting or some programming that's taking place that would keep me away. And, you know, like you said, we're in a, in a situation that we could call unique as far as ministry is concerned. There's a whole nother, you know, hat to wear. Um, so you have the employment hat, you have your ministry time, and then where does family, you know, fit in? And so this is a blessed opportunity. And I'm glad that, you know, God has graced us with this, this blessing to be able to work together and do what we have to do. Nice, nice, nice. Now, um, I've got some, a couple of questions loaded up that I know I want to kind of uh, put in your court uh -oh. so you can address them. Okay. But before we even go there. I might have answers. I don't know. Nah, it's not about <laughs> answers. It's about better questions. Okay. We're good. Um, and we're just, you know, we'll just flow through the conversation. We um, now have been put in a situation where even education itself has been revolutionized right by this mm -hmm. pandemic and by the things that are going on and so having uh, one of our daughters being a third year college student this year and our other daughter 
being a third year high school student this year and both of them having to make the transition. Do you think that part of your decision was informed by, um, I guess, knowing what you could or could not put into helping them make tra certain transitions? And, you know, I guess what I'm asking is how much of a role did that, has that played or in retrospect, how does that impact your thoughts about the decision to come out of the institution to be there even for our family in that transition? You know, first and foremost, I'm a woman of faith. And so Romans 8 and 28 reminds us, you know, that all things work together. So I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that knowing that they had to do the virtual thing further informed what I needed to do. I would say it was more of God leading us to, to this path helped to strengthen whatever other decisions had to be made as a result of that. And so just knowing that because we would be together, because we would be building this empire, if yeah. you will, <laughs> the Elliott embassies, um, it, it, it made room, you know, spiritually, it made room physically, emotionally for decisions to be more readily made about um, whether or not our oldest daughter would go back to campus or not, whether or not our youngest daughter would stay in the brick and mortar or not. So I just believe that, you know, God worked it out so that he was able to strengthen this foundation so that other things that needed to be built upon it could be sure. Yeah. And there we go back with that word. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> see, you know, and I wanted to ask that rather than say, mm -hmm. you know, what I see, because I know the impact has been profound. Um, and I also know firsthand that even in terms of your ability to come alongside and really play that role of help meet mm -hmm. in ministry. Oh, wow. Um, church has not been easy to do. Right. During this whole thing. And that's just a transparent moment. This is the realest state podcast. Um, and so, you know, even in our roles in ministry and pastoring, it's been a challenge to make the transition into um, keeping things effective, even though they must be done at a distance. Yes. And so knowing that uh, the best administrator in the business has chosen to use that administration ministry uh, to strengthen what's going on even at the greatest church on Fauquier Street in Lynchburg, Virginia, the Rivermont Baptist Church where yours truly, the Reverend Byron J. Elliott is pastor and Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay, uh, but keeping things going on at RBC, which is the place to be, has had a lot to do with knowing that my team is here and you're you're the MVP on that team so you know I, I'm, I'm thankful for that now based on understanding that um, I guess my next question for you is how would you describe your role in the evolution and the the operations of what water walkers LLC is um, and then what are some of the things that you've taken on as um, projects and as goals for personal improvement and directions you're going to be moving in to, to, to play in with Water Walkers. 
My role um, as it relates to Water Walkers LLC is ever evolving, you know. It is a very intricate role to play as a wife and a mother to um, our team that is ever expanding. Um, but so I guess you could say office administrator, um, co-chief in. <laughs> let me let me just let me just cut you off just so folks don't wonder what's going on. So we're working in a wonderful workspace, yes. in a wonderful co-working space where there's people making things happen just on the other side of that door. So if you hear a little noise in the background, don't pay too much attention to it. Um, it's actually productivity in the works. I just didn't want anyone to be thrown off by that. Now, All come on. Right. I thought I was saying the wrong thing or something. No, no, no. You're right on target, okay. but I need to make sure uh, uh, the, the wonderful people on the other side of the door weren't messing up what you were expressing. Okay. Yes, yeah, so basically, um, I guess if I had to say it this way, I would be the glue that is um, helping to keep the company together. We literally have um, team meetings, we have scheduled times where we come together and we meet, we have planning sessions, we are doing these things, um, and that's just a couple of things to name very, very many. But um, as Water Walkers LLC is a growing investment company that seeks to help our people in our community to um, become homeowners, to be more um, financially, financially literate, we are working to provide classes on home buyers education. We're working to um, promote home ownership and just you know, help our people to realize that with a shift in mindset that we can be free, whether that's financially, whether that is in our faith, or whether that it has, you know, re relative to our family. And so I appreciate the platform that we represent. Not trying to toot any horns or anything, but, you know, family first. Toot the you know? horn. Toot, toot the horn. Toot, toot, it's okay. <laughs> it's cool. You know, it's a family model, and um, we do we we work with others who are interested in seeing what this real estate thing is all about. What is this investment thing all about? What is financial empowerment all about? And how can I be a part of that? So I'm excited about that. Um, a couple of us have finished. Um, the coursework for the National Mortgage Lenders Programming. Um, a couple of us have received our real estate licenses. Um, and so there's much, much more to come, but it is exciting, it's rewarding, and I believe that it is in line what God wants for the black family. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, we have this Thing that we that God I guess God dropped it on us several years ago when we realized we were out in deep water yes. uh, and that you know we would we're gonna have to find it within ourselves to connect with what God has deposited in us to be our own solutions yes. and so on our bathroom mirror there are two words what are they no it's yeah it is two words no one's let's coming together nobody's coming yeah, Come nobody's on, let's try coming. It again Nobody's, nobody's coming. Sync up with me now. This is a podcast. People are listening. Uh, nobody's nobody's coming. coming. Yeah. In other words, yeah. in other words, we got to do what we've got to do in order to um, move ourselves forward. Mm -hmm. And no, you can't do it without God. But God is going to help you along the way as you've laid yourself out there uh, as available for that. 
And as we've embraced the idea that we've got to do what we've got to do for ourselves. I've got another thing I want to ask you about. Um, what are some of the day-by-day -day things or some of the processes that have been helpful for you in making this transition from one mindset to the next mindset, from uh, a W-2, uh, 40-hour-a-day, a 40-hour day, 40-hour, it feels like it, right? Yeah. A 40-hour-a-week employee to being an entrepreneur or co-entrepreneur co mm -hmm. with me. Um, what are some of the things you've been doing to, to uh, soothe your spirit or to move you along in your, in your transition? Um, that's a great question. Um, I've learned really this year that self-care is the best care and so I, I do many different things to help with my own self-care my own sense of worth and I do have a phrase that I coined from somebody that we both love dearly I would venture to say that she is a sort of mentor to us um, Miss Immacula Oligario, shout out to Immacula, she's an amazing person. And she shared with us many, many years ago, you are worthy of deserving. And so part of that um, mantra, if you will, for me, is doing things that will help um, for me to take care of myself. Exercise being one of them, drinking enough water, staying hydrated, prayer first and foremost. Uh, one thing that our oldest daughter taught me was the value of creating a morning routine. And so we would plan together using our planners and we would literally map out what do we want our morning to look like on a daily basis. So if I'm waking up and I'm having devotional and then I'm drinking 32 ounces of water and then I'm making sure that I walk two miles, three miles, five miles, or maybe I'm just doing a 15 minute workout. Um, but those are some of the things that have helped, you know, just building routine, building a sense of, you know, um, time well spent, those things, reading, journaling, um, capturing different authors, like one of the ones I'm trying to tell everybody, I'm so mad that I did not read this book, you know, a long time before now. Mr. Kiyosaki, we're going to be waiting on our check yes. for this here plug. All right. <laughs> but one of, you know, just one of um, many, many reads that I'm reading along with you know, my matriculation through Virginia University at Lynchburg, I love to read. And so I'm reading about financial empowerment, financial health and well-being, spiritual health and well-being, and then also my studies. So does that answer your question? Yeah, most of the way. <laughs> okay. There's, there, there are more things that I I'm aware you're of. you're a deep thinker. Well, so. no, I'm an observer. <laughs> I'm an observer. Um, and I, another thing that I do observe in you is um, the routine of expressing the journey, um, sometimes verbally, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, I, I, I get the privilege of hearing the raw and uncut of, of that journey. It's a privilege, y'all. Pray for me. It's a privilege, y'all. Um, <laughs> but I also know that there are other ways to express even when people can't necessarily understand where you're coming from or can't necessarily receive where you're coming from. What's another way that might be helpful that you would recommend to someone else if they needed to have a way of keeping track of 
the journey and then expressing those moments. Did I mention that I like to journal? You you might have said it quickly. Yeah, so journaling is um, definitely something that I've done, I want to say all my life, Um, and I really wish I could go back and find those diaries from back in the day when I was 10 and 12 and 16, well, maybe not, but you know. (laughs) But journaling is definitely one thing that works for me. And I do that whether it is um, by reading scripture and then journaling about it or writing poetry or um, getting into a good book that is biblically, biblically based and then writing out my thoughts. So that is something that I do. And also planning, mm-hmm. you know, mapping out that day, looking at a calendar, figuring out what are those top three things that we need to accomplish. Um, it just helps me feel more secure, if you know, for lack of a better word. But journaling for sure, staying in the word, um, and using that calendar to plan out my time. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. <laughs> now, one of the um, things that we try to keep alive in our own mindsets in our family is that in order for us to be successful, uh, we've got to create, literally create multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. So um, the idea of walking out of institutional employment mm-hmm does not mean that you, you don't need income. We're not rich we yet. We are not yet. Um, we're not Our as wealthy. Is. Yeah, father's <laughs> rich in houses in But we're, we're, we're not, and I'm talking about my heavenly father too, yeah. uh, just to be clear. And um, the, the truth is we do need income. You know, income is important, but if the goal is generating wealth, then your income stream that you're living off of or that is paying the bills in the present um, can't be the only stream of income if we are to accumulate wealth. So um, you've taken another leap of faith and made some really, really good connections that are a blessing to us and a blessing to so many others. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about grace for the day. Oh, yes. Grace for the day or gifted is um, a term that God literally put in my spirit one day when I was driving home from work. And, you know, just as women, as mothers, as friends, as daughters, aunts, whoever we are, whoever you are in your space in life, um, we go through things, whether they are physical things, whether they are emotional things, whether they are spiritual things. And one day I was driving and the Lord said to me, he said, Letitia, always remember, I have graced you for this. And it just, man, it it melted me right there. If I could have let go of the steering wheel, I would have let go and just given him all. And I did just, I stayed safe. Um, And then I called you and I told you, Byron, grace for the day, I'm supposed to be doing something with this. Well, my reminder from God is that um, no matter what we go through, um, we're going to grow through it. And and he, he gives me a peace about that because this life, this journey is not a sprint, 
but it's a marathon. And he has taught me, no matter how old you are, no matter where you are in life, um, the reason why we're here is because of him and he's graced us for that. So gifted or graced for the day is a reminder to embrace where we are and know that that is a gift from God. And um, just in opportunities to utilize that, that phrase, that terminology, grace for the day, um, I had a wonderful opportunity to become my own uh, entrepreneur in my own right through a wonderful jewelry company called Paparazzi Accessories. And um, so now what I do is I provide beautiful jewelry um, at a wonderfully affordable price of $5 through my own little shop called The Gifted Gallery. And gifted is grace for the day. So paparazziaccessories.com backslash Letitia E is my website. And this is an opportunity for me to, you know, look cute help other people look cute, and bring in another stream of income into our home. So that is a little bit about gifted and grace for the day. So in the gifted gallery, you can go and get jewelry, yes. do what you gotta do to keep yourself bling bling in it, right? Yes. And you can be reminded of the fact that grace is sufficient to meet every need mm -hmm. that we'll find in, the, in a day's time. Yes. Well, I mean, Listen, I'm going to tell you, baby, I could do this with you all day long. And we do. We do this. This is what we do. We just happen to turn on the camera. Yeah. Um, but I'm really glad you chose to come and uh, share some of this conversation with me today. Um, it's, as you know, it's our goal to uh, teach people and to lead people forward into uh, financial stability, economic empowerment, um, utilizing tools like real estate, mm -hmm. utilizing tools like um, uh, entrepreneurship and those types of things that allow us to be independent in our voice. Um, we've got enough going on in society to where you need to be figuring out what you're going to do to solidify not only your own voice, yeah. but a voice for your future, a voice for your children, uh, something for them to participate in, something for them to look forward to other than measuring up to some grade for some system. Mm -hmm. uh, we can create our own systems, y'all. And we can really operate in uh, in grace for the day yes. uh, because we're gifted. Yes. See what I did there? Yeah, I like that. All right, cool. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up this episode, but this definitely won't be the last time you see my beautiful wife, Letitia Elliott, um, as part of the Real Estate Podcast. Um, we're going to do what we've got to do to stay uh, regular uh, in these types of conversations. We're going to come back on and talk about some other exciting things that are going on. So we invite you to like, share, subscribe, put this everywhere, every social media platform you have access to, get it there, help us get it there. If you know of a place where this podcast would be helpful or would, should be shown to somebody, uh, reach out to us. We'll do what we've got to do to make that connection um, so that we can empower one another through conversations about real stuff. Um, this is the Real Estate Podcast. I'm Byron J. Elliott, your host. Uh, this has been my beautiful guest, Letitia Elliott, my wonderful wife. And we are going to tell you goodbye right now. But before I let you go, i got to remind you, wherever you go, whatever you do, always remember, keep it real. Keep it real.